0: Just like
1: we always do. The Lodge, where old and new friends gather for discussion and camaraderie. Where the serious and trivial are debated with equal intensity. So pull up a chair to the fire and welcome to the Southern Lodge. Hey y'all, episode, I think 23. I don't know, we're all a little out of it. I'll look it up later. I don't know. Could be 23. I think 22, 23, something like that. I don't know. Uh, Everybody's dealing with the aftermath of SEC championship games and Saints games going terribly wrong. and Danny's in a bad mood starting today. I don't even know how Aaron's doing. How you doing, Aaron? I'm
2: doing fantastic. I have uh, the ritualistic glass of southern lodge sweet tea and uh mike you might know that this time of year i actually do switch to a sweeter version of that southern lodge sweet tea
1: i'm glad someone's having a good time
0: why at this time of the year
2: it's just a preference i I like the honey flavored (laughs) versions uh, when it's cold outside, and um, I just like to pour them in the glass and drink, man. It's it's fantastic. It goes great right by uh, a blazing fire.
0: It's cold up here right now.
1: Yeah, it's like 60, 50-something degrees outside for us.
0: 39? <sighs> Shit, I went hunting Sunday afternoon, and it was sixty nine when I got out there. And of course so I didn't wear a bunch of clothes. And you know, when you get in a harness it's kinda hard to add layers on. So and I brought a sweatshirt but then I was like, ah screw it. And then it got cold on me. <laughs> How do you can you add layers with your harness on, Aaron?
2: Uh I usually put my harness right over my base layer, so I'll put on my, uh, what do you, yeah, I guess it's called a base layer, thermals. I'll just mm-hmm. put my harness on there and then put the rest of my clothes on over the harness. I find it easier to move around when that harness is under my clothes and not, like, on top of them.
0: That so it might be a new thing to
2: try, because that son of a bitch is
0: uncomfortable as hell.
2: <laughs> I, are you just using, I mean, I'm just using the one that came with the stand. Actually... The one I have came with a Walmart stand, but it's more comfortable than the one that Summit sends with the stand. The one that Summit—it's so, got all these like extra loops and things on it.
0: Do you have the one on? Your, does yours have like legs and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's the part that's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, they all have I legs. That, I don't know that any of yeah. that
0: area. I do not like that. Yeah.
1: Well, they all harnesses have legs.
0: Nah, you can get some
2: that are just shoulders, I believe hmm i think there's i know no there's more comfortable there. ones i know yeah. there's some that you can just like put on like a jacket and zip up
0: yeah that's the one i'm talking about. i'm, I'm looking to buy it because that thing is not comfortable sit there for a while
1: well uh since we are starting talking about hunting that's my one of my christmas presents this year from the old parentals uh i'm getting a 300 win mag and a new scope to for my long range shots I'm gonna, get me All a, right. I'm gonna get me a Nikon Monarch Monarch three. I think sweet. That's the scope I'm getting. Dude, get a That's
2: the one with the vortex. uh range turret yep. on it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Very get
0: cool. vortex, dude.
1: How much is a vortex?
0: What's your limit?
1: I don't know the scope I'm looking at now is five hundred dollars. I
0: think uh what well, I've I've talked to multiple people Ronella and them use only Vortex 2. Um, what? That the like eight or $900 one for Vortex is way to go. It's the best scope than anybody. I have better than any Leupolds and I've had multiple people tell me that and they have like this basically you can run that scope over with your truck and they'll honor it and they'll give you a brand new one. They apparently have the best of the line warranty on their scopes. It's lifetime warranty too.
1: Hmm they got some on here that are reasonably priced, but I don't know how bad.
0: I've always been told, don't do the cheap ones; do the ones that are more a little bit pricier.
1: Well, I'm not. I'm getting a $500 Nikon. The one I have on my current guns, a just a Nikon Pro Staff. was like 225. So that's
0: what I have on mine. I'm probably gonna upgrade to that Vortex at some point next yeah. year. Yeah, the
1: Nikon I'm looking at's at, a four by sixteen with 50 millimeter, or yeah.
2: But let's let's be real, right? I mean, hunting inside of 100 yards on food plots, I mean, legally, like legal hunting hours, there's no reason to spend more than about 250 bucks on a scope. Now, to take, like, your dad, Mike, explained to me that this gun is so that if you want to go elk or mule deer hunting, where right. you're making 300-yard shots, that is the time to spend more money on the scope.
1: Right. And basically, the Monarch that I'm looking at, you know, it's got the, the range... You know, it's got your drop-down, your your range rings. And for a regular gun, uh, dead-on, you would put that at 100. And then when you drop down, it'd be 200, 300, 400, and then maybe 5 or something. I, I'd have to look at it again. But on, on the Magnum, you zero in at 200, and then it goes 3, 4, and then 6, I believe. So the bottom ring, with shooting a Magnum round, is for 600 yards.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, man, this whole hunting this permission land has opened my eyes on going out west to hunt because I have to hike in a mile just to get out there. And, uh, I mean, it's a little hilly, but there's no elevation to this. (laughs) Holy crap. Like, I carry bags of corn out there, and Jesus Christ, man. Like, it'd be 40 degrees out there, and I'll sweat completely through my sweatshirt. Mm. I mean, it's tough.
1: It's yeah i i can't uh, normally i'll if i will have to walk mm-hmm. in a good distance i put everything except my base layer in my backpack or or uh i just hang it somewhere and then when i get in the stand i put it on because if i wore it in i would just be i'd be soaked it's, and that ain't good I mean, when it's 19 yeah. degrees outside
0: it's it's a pain i mean when you're walking back there just with your backpack and your, you know your rifle it ain't a problem but when you're if you're toting a good bit of stuff back there it sucks is i mean brian went back there with me uh, a few weeks ago and he carried a bucket full of corn and, and it was probably 20 pounds it was just a five gallon bucket so whatever that weight i mean it was it wasn't light but it surely wasn't a 50 pound bag and he was dying i mean he ended up stripping down halfway through taking off some clothes because he was sweating so bad but it's it's a hall back there, especially in the back half, is all thick, and you can't just walk through stuff.
2: Yeah. So y'all tell me if I tell me if uh, y'all think this sounds crazy. So I was talking to a guy about mule deer hunting out like Colorado. I think we we're just talking hypotheticals. I, I was trying to tell him like I've got a brother in Texas who's a doctor who hopefully will get into hunting here soon, so that I'll have a good reason. <laughs> you know, visiting him is a great reason, but I'll be much more motivated to go if if there's hunting involved you know and he can pay for I was things like, so,
1: doctor money comes it, well, in know, handy he's,
2: he's big brother big brother's supposed to pay for things for little brother that's right you know? so anyway uh, michael you're an only child so you don't know what that's like danny <laughs> how many brothers and sisters you got
0: I have one sister and she's a piece of shit, so I don't know what it's like either. <laughs> I, she I, always just comes to me for money.
1: I've got bear though. Jeez, bear's done. He's done. Made up his mind. He he told me the other day. He goes, you know, for your birthday and Christmas present, instead of something. He goes, I think I'm just going to get us a hunt somewhere every year. I said, okay. Oh, that's so. It's a good man. Oh yeah.
2: Wait, am I- my point was, though, the story, I was talking to the guy, and he was like, man, mule deer out west, they're a dime a dozen. He's like, that's not really that exciting like people think it is. And I was like, all right, you're crushing my dreams here, douchebag. But anyway. Out nope. we west they really about, are. He was saying uh, the first time he went, they really roughed it. Like they they uh, packed in on horses and, like, you know, it was just sucky. And uh, I, I think on their way back in, they ran into some, like, native americans who like i don't know if they live on a a reservation or whatever but they were like y'all y'all used horses they were like that's so touristy like horses smell uh very pungent and those mule deer and elk can smell them from miles away and it spooks the hell out of them (laughs) so they were like y'all need to just drive in just drive in and sit in your truck and you will see mule deer and elk and you'll be you just have to get out of the truck to shoot I, or maybe maybe they can shoot from the truck. I don't know. There's some something weird about the rule from shooting from a truck in Colorado. But it's uh everywhere. anyway, he said the very know. next time they went, they did that. They tried hunting out of the truck and they all killed one.
1: Hmm. So, what maybe was that, he's Danny? an idiot.
0: And, I don't think you can ca- I don't think you can hunt out of any vehicle in any state.
1: Not true. What state can you? I had to look it up because uh we were watching uh Lone Star Justice or whatever it's called on Animal Planet where they follow the game wardens in Texas and they were going hunting for antelope or, or pronghorn. They were hunting something and basically because where they were hunting, they were just driving around the truck trying to spot them and they were taking three, 400 yard shots and they found some and the game warden, it was three, two or three game wardens that went hunting and literally stopped the truck rolled the window down, put the gun out, and shot the antelope or pronghorn. And me and the guy I was watching it with just couldn't believe he had just done that on camera because on all them game Warning shows, we see them trying to bust people for that. And in Texas, as long as you're on private land, you can hunt from a vehicle.
0: I was about to say, it had to have been something private, but I don't know. I've I've never heard of it.
1: No, I had to look it up just to make sure.
0: Because I, I don't think to, they'd to have me, game wardens
1: out of the, breaking laws on national TV.
2: I mean, hunting out of the vehicle kind of it—it kills the the rudimentary, in, instinctual purpose of hunting. You know, it makes it more about the killing than it is about the experience of, of the the pursuit. You know, the the outsmarting the game. I well, that's interesting. It's, a, it's close to cheating.
1: Because I was listening to uh, Rogan and he had on John Dudley, who's an archer, big oh, archery guy. Yeah, he's badass
0: too. Yeah,
1: and they were, I'm going to bring up something else they were talking about, but they were talking about Rogan since he's, I, I like some of the stuff, rog, I like a lot of stuff Rogan does, but there's some stuff that just because he's famous and rich, he gets, like, he goes and hunts with Steven Ranilla. And that's, like, a world-class guy that just takes him hunting. Like, a lot of people would have to pay a lot. Rogan just goes because they're friends. And there's a lot of stuff with the stuff that's in Rogan's uh, man cave slash studio.
0: I actually disagree with that. Ranella, dude, he'll shoot small stuff all the time.
1: Yeah, but he's he, a he he's a world-class shoot. hunter. I mean, just because he shoots stuff that he ain't trophy stuff. He puts but, tags
0: in on stuff. I mean, he doesn't just get stuff. I mean, sure, he might get to go hunt with. Uh, Cause I listen to the Meat Eater podcast almost religiously. Um, he goes and hunts with that guy in Wisconsin on a farm there. But really and truly, outside of that, you know, they do. He does a lot of just putting in the you know for tags. He puts in tags basically everywhere.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he, he he's a hunter. He's a professional hunter. Like you, we hunt, but it's it's a hobby. It's not our it's not our livelihood sure but rogan I well i do too that's why if i won lottery that's what i would become but rogan is the experience of hiking in like what danny and we all want to try and do once we're everybody achieves this level of fitness we'll never hit but well, rog- you. You might they have. were basically looking down upon us and our style of hunting because we don't we don't hike in and stalk the deer, and we hunt, you know, he, they they were mainly saying private land, but land that you lease is like private land because you get to do that, but they were basically saying people that hunt over a corn pile or that just sit in a stand or whatever are not the true hunter, but the people that backpack in and, you know, camp out and for a couple of days, they're the real hunters. And
0: You must have taken that out of context because John Dudley hunts out of a stand hundred percent period you know I've, i follow him on everything because he, he has a podcast as well it's called knock on yeah um and he always hunts on a out of a stand you know maybe western hunting because western hunting you can't sit in a stand it's different i mean it's different types of hunting
1: well i i think it, they were talking about a hunt he had just done for something and either moose or elk in canada where they had hiked a hundred miles
0: now he didn't hike no 100 miles.
1: Uh, that's what he said on the podcast. In like a week or two weeks or something like that and didn't see anything.
2: We pretty much have to hunt like that. I mean, there's so many people who hunt in Mississippi and not enough land to spread out and stalk hunt. I mean, I well,
1: we also don't, I just don't, have don't the, think you
2: could do it safely here.
1: Well, That too, and we don't have... I mean, a lot of our land is... Pine and it's thick and you know you just can't go hiking off into it and try to stalk something.
2: No, yeah, I think that's
0: just. I, I do
2: agree. You can go ahead, Aaron. I, I mean I do agree to an extent that we we do this like bait and make the deer come to us, uh, and and it is to an extent it's artificial you know, planting a food plot that otherwise wouldn't be there, putting a corn pile that otherwise wouldn't be there, whereas uh, the stuff that's out west and up north, Alaska, whatever, you're, you're like, going into the animal's territory, and you're, like, outsmarting him on his turf uh, instead of, like, trying to get him to come to you down here. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, to I saw something. Episode. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny. Go ahead. I keep interrupting no, you, man. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're all right. Um, I was just saying I listened to one of the last knock ons that he had Adam GreenTree on there. Adam GreenTree is also a professional hunter, and they got into a big debate because, or not debate, but GreenTree does a lot of spot and stalk hunting. He does stags over in Australia, and then he comes over here and does elk. And then he did a moose this year, but he's been doing a lot of whitetail hunting. And he was like, "Man, you know, I always thought it didn't take any skill to whitetail hunt because it, but it really does." He goes, "You got to play the wind. You got to play." This you got to figure out what time of the year it is based on what their food sources are gonna be because if you don't, if it's not fresh acorn drops, then you're not really because they're gonna you know rot out and so the deer won't go to them. You got to really play that. He goes, it takes a hundred times more skill than I initially thought it would, and because you know, like I said, John Dudley, he hunts out of stands. we obviously he plant. He's also one of those guys that he's got enough setups. He goes, I don't hunt the same spot twice in a season. I was like, I must be nice.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm hunting the same spot every time because I don't have any other options. You know, I, sure, I can go down to Josh's place and hunt with him, but, you know, that's not all the time that I can do that. And, or do I want to, you know, I don't know, just invite myself.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the skill with our kind of areas that, you know, if you've got the bottoms or you've got – if you've got the land to do it, you can you can get in the woods and find your scrapes or find your trails and you can not have to hunt over the food plot or the pile of corn you can find where they're where they're traveling but uh i see I see what he means too, but at the same time it's it's it like Aaron said it's just different land and elk and whitetail kind of live in just a little bit different of an area but
0: well they both do different things you know elk migrate you know they move a lot they don't sit you know they're constantly traveling um you know whereas whitetail you know i got same beer on camera all for the last month and a half ain't gone anywhere
1: you know you were talking about uh was it green tree or no uh dudley that doesn't hunt the same food plot. I only hunts it once a year, or whatever.
0: He doesn't hunt the same stand. Uh, no, well, same plot stands. Um,
1: Junior Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on Rogue, and I don't know if you listened to it or not, but it was it was actually pretty good. They talked a little bit about his concussions, and they talked about his dad a little bit. But he he had a they got they talked to they talked about hunting too for about fifteen minutes, and uh, juniors basically got the whole setup he uh he he well he doesn't do it the way i'd want to do it but he's also he almost has it down perfect he said him and a buddy or two or three buddies i forget what it is have like a thousand acres and all they all it is for is for bow hunting white tail. and he goes we don't get out there and plant he goes but he basically said we pay guys to go out there and do if we want to plant this or plant that or whatever we we figure it out and we tell them what to do but if you I mean if you had a thousand acres and I'm sure where he's at up in North Carolina he's got good oak bottoms and or whatnot so he can do the the bow hunting.
0: Yeah, I mean it just depends, man. Like I listen to other different podcasts, like I listened to one yesterday, Wired to Hunt, and he had a guy on there that was talking about you know, he he does his plant what he plants in fields he put, puts three different types of seeds and all of them are like a resource at different times of the year. Like he has an early season plant that he puts mid-season and a late season. So they always have a food source. So, you know, it just it depends, man. Like some people do a lot more work. I don't know about all that. Like I just, I've never had to do that. That's a little different, but he's hunting you know- Nebraska-Kansas line.
2: I saw on Meat Eater, uh, it's like season seven on Netflix, Steven Renella is up there in Alaska hunting Sitka blacktails, and the strategy is to bleat like a, a fawn in distress, and it brings the does into you, and the, the hope is that a buck's not far behind them. And so they, they do that for like two episodes straight, and they never get a buck to come in that way. But they do get a lot of does to come in, and then they eventually they shoot a buck, just like they're just walking in the woods, and one comes out in front of uh, Renella. But it got me thinking, would that strategy work down here in the south with white-tailed deer? What, what do you all think would happen at different? I mean, is there any point in the season you think it could be successful, bleating like a fawn?
1: Well, I mean, most, of the, most of the calls you can buy have a setting to bleat. Like a fawn, so I mean, it's gotta work somewhere.
0: It's gotta be the right time of the year too, I think. You know, same I guess same strategy as rattling or grunting or anything like that. You know, I'm assuming it's gotta be the right time of the year to do it.
1: I just don't know because bucks chase does during rut and most of the time when rut hits is when fawns are leaving you know, their moms, or they can still be a little close. So I guess, I guess if you did it during rut, it could happen because, I mean, then bucks are chasing, but I think it's a crapshoot if if it's not because otherwise bucks aren't chasing does. They're doing their own thing.
2: Yeah. I'm going to try it this year, I think. Let me give it a try. I mean, worse comes to worse. I'm, I mean, uh, actually, like, the worst thing that could probably happen is like a coyote runs out, but hell, then you shoot the coyote. Predator control. Shh.
0: Well, I got a couple of them that I need to
1: get. Yeah, Danny keeps sending me pictures of tracks, asking what they are.
0: Well, one was huge, dude. It's like almost the size of my hand, and I have a pretty big hand.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, I got I got them on picture, um, and they're they're there. I just had I mean, it, but every time like I, I throw corn out, I get pictures of the same bucks, and you know they're moving around. I got. Deer all over the place, and you know, have problems seeing them. You know, even I got a buck after a picture, like forty-five minutes after I saw the coyotes on camera. I mean, clearly they're not that scared. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, Aaron did it last year. He shot at a doe, and they went all searching around in there with dogs, and I mean, three or four guys, and they spooked they spooked her up, and she ran, and they they didn't get her, but. What was it? It was literally two uh, an hour or two later. You had five or six deer in that food plot after y'all been trampling through there for an hour or two.
2: Yeah, uh, they they came back in that evening. <laughs> I don't know that that I don't know that same doe came back. I think she came back a few days later, but uh, which is is baffling to me. But there, I mean, the only other possibility is that there was a couple other. Uh, Doe family units in that area that looked just like her, but she was she was a mama doe with two fawns, and well, I, I mean, mean they I was spotted, but they were still really really young deer. You
1: no, know, I was more talking to the fact that y'all had left all that scent in there and then they still came into it right,
2: yeah, well, that's an area that borders a dog hunting club i mean uh, i I don't know, I don't know that just the scent of dogs is super spooky, but I mean, we definitely had, I mean, rain doesn't typically spray down with scent control that I know of. Yeah. Uh, And then Mr. Steve, I don't know what he does, but he was trampling around in there with us. So,
1: well, I don't know. I think
2: people swear by it and other people don't. I always spray down.
0: He he doesn't use it. He kills more deer than any of us.
1: Well, what made me a believer one time was I went hunting with Aaron uh, when he was in, what was it? The Buffkin Club. Yeah. And what river is that on?
2: Uh it's on the Pascagoula. It, yeah. It's not far enough north where it splits yet.
1: Okay. Well it's close. I, Aaron was hunting his stand and I was in a leaner that was his father in law's and it was a windy day. And Uh, I was sitting up there and I had some deer come in. I don't know what direction it was, but it was off to my right-hand side. I had the patch in front of me. These deer were coming in from my right-hand side, which happened to be the way the wind was blowing. And they came to probably like 15, 20 yards outside the patch, gust of wind. They spooked. I can't remember if they blew on me or not, but they had obviously scented me. And we went back a day or two later, same thing, went same direction. This time I had actually sprayed myself. Deer came in the exact same way, and this time they walked into the patch. So I'm a believer in spraying yourself down.
0: I do it, I mean, but I don't know how much it actually makes a difference. I mean, I just don't know.
1: I got a question for y'all. This was something I went, I was going to bring up earlier, and we got, but I was listening to the Rogan and Dudley one, and they were talking about hunting uh, public land, and y'all probably heard instances of this. But I want to get y'all's take on it. I guess it's kind of uh an I don't know if it's ethical or moral question, but <laughs> okay, say okay, Danny, let's say <laughs> your
0: internet's all over the place,
1: that ain't mine. I sound clear as can be, but okay, Danny, you and Aaron, so you hunt public land a lot and Aaron's just getting into hunting public land. Well, let's say you have found a good spot on public land and you take Aaron there one day and y'all see a bunch of deer. Well, the next hunting season, you go in there and you just happen to catch Aaron hunting it with like two or three other guys or he's brought a, he's brought another friend. Is that a foul? Is that a hunting foul or is it just it's public land, you can go where you want?
0: That's a foul. Because that's like a should be like bro code. Like if I'm going to show you a spot just like you know, if I take you somewhere as like a courtesy cuz you're my buddy, don't go like taking advantage of that Aaron it's almost like introducing you to a chick and you know the chick that I'm seeing and then as soon as I you know the next year you're trying to see her
1: maybe a little uh, different than that but
2: it makes you wonder why if it's such a good spot why do you show you know what I mean like
1: well, maybe, maybe it's a surefire time. spot and your buddy's been had having bad luck and he just needs a kill or, you know, he needs to get some meat. So you say, Hey, I got a spot for you. I normally have good luck here and y'all see a bunch of stuff.
2: I'd show you a spot. I guess what, here. <laughs> I, I, and I, I mean, I don't typically go hunting with a whole lot of extra people, so you don't have to worry about me giving it away, but you know. The thing that 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 I can relate to most with that is like good spots in our club, our hunting club. Like, it's it's open to everybody, you know. But if if I start seeing a lot of deer in one area, if I tell too many people, they start hunting that area, you know. So that's what's uh, and it's like an inside joke too. But if you come out of the woods and you say, you know, hey, what did you see there? I saw a couple like little bitty bucks or something, like that really should come on your radar pretty good because nobody's going to come out and be like, "Oh man, I saw a monster at this." Unless it's your primary stand, you know, nobody else can hunt that, but I I saw a monster at the what? club stand up there on
1: So on what's the, creek. the what's the answer yeah. to the question, Aaron?
2: The answer is you shouldn't show your best hunting spots to anybody. <laughs> That's the
1: answer. Well, uh,
2: Dudley, if, if you show somebody, if you show somebody hunting spots on public land, they they most certainly can go hunt them. I agree that it's a it's kind of an a-hole move
1: to hunt them. Well, but I don't think the question is is it bad if they go back? The question is if they then go and tell other people or bring other people because if, you know, if I yeah. showed a spot to a bud, you know, I, I think he would go, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and hunt up here. I'm gonna go to the spot you showed me. It'd be, but if he, if they brought someone else and John Dudley agrees with me and Danny, I think he might agree with you too. I'm still unsure what Aaron's philosophy is, but Joe Rogan laughed about this and goes, it's public land. What? I can't just go walk in the woods and find a spot. But that's the yeah, thing—you didn't. Someone showed yeah. it to you. Yeah, it's the principle. Yeah, and
2: the, and the, the reality is, it's called a honey hole for a reason. It's hard as heck to find it, and there ain't many of them.
1: It's just like so fishing.
2: You, you you have to scout. Like it's like uh, it's like uh, what is it? Knoxby Refuge up there in Starkville, man. I hunted for like three years before I ha- I found that squirrel hunting honey hole. And when I found it, though, I mean, it was it is a surefire thing, in in that right window of time. If you go there, it's like late October, early November, super cold morning. If you go into that honey hole, you're gonna kill a limit of squirrels. But I, I sat there and skirted that honey hole for years. I mean, went right past it, missed the the place where where to across the creek at, you know, hunted the edge of it, but you know, never actually found it. I do show some people, like my little brother knows where it's at. Uh, I've never taken you into the honey hole, Mike. We've hunted the edge of it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I've taken anybody, I and mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That that took me a long time to find.
0: But you have with your you brother. You shouldn't
2: have showed. Huh?
0: But you did show your brother.
2: Well, I trust my brother. And and honestly, I'm not sure but he if could you find have, it like, again a super, super <laughs> without close
0: me. friend that you're, you know, like hey, dude, like if I show you something or I take you somewhere like that, then respect it. Don't take advantage I agree.
1: of that. That's kind of the principle on it. Joe Rogan 100% disagrees with us.
0: Well, I mean, like when I go home with Josh, Josh, he's big deer. He ain't going to tell you where they are. He just won't. He won't tell you anything. Is that us over there? <laughs> Over there, He won't tell you a thing about it, about where he's seeing it at. He won't tell his brother. He won't tell nobody. Because <laughs> usually he puts a lot of time into doing it.
1: I think that's the big part of it is if you spent, like Aaron said, he spent three years finding a honey hole, why would you, you know, he showed his brother, but if Abe started taking, you know, groups of guys up there or a group of guys and they either wiped it out or you know, they just kept coming back. Then Aaron's honey hole was just gone. Yeah, them guys might have found it eventually, but without Aaron putting in three years, you know, they got the shortcut to it. Uh,
2: the, what's crazy is like you, you, yeah. That that spot is oh man, it's it's like a cathedral. I love that spot. I I, I didn't go back this year. I really wanted to. It's like it's actually been two years since i've been there that i should have went it just didn't work out
1: well i'm still looking good for uh hunting this weekend so oh i gotta go to mobile friday and pay the water people and then head on up whenever i guess can can what's that
2: can we invite danny too? Is Danny allowed to come?
1: If you want him to, I don't. It's your hunting camp.
2: Uh, here, I mean disclaimer. I mean the it, it's it's going to be cramped with three grown men in the camper. It's uh, it's not built for for six foot. How tall are you, Danny? Six foot three, six, six foot four, six two. It, hey, I a, I just
1: a, want you to know. I took a nap at work the other day in my truck. I I could do it for a weekend. Yeah. Chambers won't take a shit well, for like 10 days because
2: of that. You're right. Well, that uh, you, you'd you probably be better off shitting in the woods. I mean, this camper toilet is tiny.
1: Oh, goodness. Now that we're talking about this, uh, the guy I work with, he showed me a video of, uh, of people skinning a deer. I don't know if y'all have ever heard about this method before, but Aaron, I think you should try it. And what they did was it was a buck. And it was, I mean, it was stiff. I don't know how long, I don't know if it was real cold where they were at or if he'd just been on the ground for for a minute or two. But they cut a small slit in his skin and his fur uh, on like his hind quarter, like by the knee joint. And they pumped him full of air. Yeah, I
0: saw that.
1: And you just let the deer fill up and then you make a slit and it comes off. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen.
0: I saw that the other day. Dude, uh, Meat Eater has this thing. It's sold out. I haven't seen it again in their store. It's like a... You could wear it as like a... I don't even know what to call it. Not a do-rag, but... It's like a bandana. But Mm -hmm. it has like step-by-step how to clean a deer. (laughs) And gut a deer. It's a pretty cool idea. It's in Hunter Orange, too.
1: I think we lost Aaron.
0: But it's uh, it's pretty cool. I I tried to actually buy one, but it was sold out by the time I listened to the episode. Cause uh, they got they come out with that cookbook too. The yeah. Game stuff. I'm. My mom asked me for stuff I wanted for Christmas. I want the David Goggins book and that cookbook. Well, that's good. That's I what that was.
1: That was gonna be my Christmas gift to you. So. No, I I know not told to my buy mom it. To get it. <laughs> no, know not to buy it.
0: Um. Yeah, that was the tooth. Because, I mean, I know they don't have money, so I was like, you know, or they don't have a bunch of money. I don't like people really spend a bunch of money on me anyway. So I, uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, it's like 20 bucks, 20 bucks, and I'm good.
1: Like, yeah, my I, my parents wanted me to get me that gun, so I said, yeah. And then my mom said, what else you want? I said, I really don't need anything else. Normally, if what I want of, something, what, I just go buy it.
0: What kind of brand of gun?
1: I'm probably just going to get a Remington.
0: That's well, I would get. Just get ready. Don't get ready. Don't expect to shoot it a lot because ammo is expensive. Yeah.
1: No, I'm not. I'm just, just get something.
0: Like 50 bucks every 20 bullets. That's <laughs> expensive.
1: Yeah. uh, But no, I priced some stuff up the other day. I asked what the budget was and my mom, she, I was like, are well, you looking to spend one? Y'all looking to spend two or something? She was like, try to keep it around one. I was like, okay, I can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what I have is the Remington 700 and the Winchester short mag and 300.
1: Oh, you have a short it's, mag? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting oh I'm getting a full mag.
0: It's not, I mean it's not really any different.
1: Well, the mag, I mean, you a short mag is different than a magnum.
0: It's the same. It's 300 Winchester short magnum. It's then just, what's the difference? The, your casing's longer. It's still shooting the
1: same bullet. Well, the the ex-force Marine, recon Marine, told me not to get a short Magnum. So, the guy that was a sniper.
0: I mean, I don't have any problems with it.
1: I'm just saying, he told me not to get a short Mag. Aaron, are you there?
2: What was his reasoning? I'm here, man.
1: I'd have to ask him again. I don't really remember it. He just told me not to get it. Because, I don't know. I'll ask him again. I'll let you know.
0: It's probably the ammo because ammo is hard as hell to find with
1: it. Uh, but anyway, you so so you invited so the invite is out there for Danny to come this weekend. I'm just throwing yeah, out yeah. He
2: can come this weekend. Uh, I, the, the other know. option would be that the other option would be that uh, December twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. Those those three nights. Which is gonna it's gonna be better hunting. I'm I mean, definitely I'm
1: coming. I'm definitely coming for that. I'm I'm skipping the work Christmas party to come to that.
0: It just depends, um, because on permission land, Steve, the guy that I know, Stephen, actually gave another guy permission to hunt it as well. So, and I got the damn deer on camera, so I'm going to shoot one of them. So I'm probably going to hunt that thing pretty hard.
1: You got to see have, them first.
0: Went, well, I've kind of. I've kind of patterned them to how I was doing stuff. And I've got them off Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week too.
2: To be honest, this weekend is really just getting get in the woods. But at the same time, I need to get me. my corn feeders set back up, filled back up, and hog proof. So that that's really the goal this weekend. I'm going to hunt, but I'm going to get up there, and I and I've got a shed I'm going to try to put up.
1: Y'all notice Mike. Got, y'all do. notice Mike got invited up on the work weekend. It's supposed to
2: hey, rain I, this weekend. It it is. That sucks.
1: Which is one of the but, reasons I'm going to be able to make it because we're going to get rained out at work Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's uh, supposed to rain. Um, cause I've been, you know the rain doesn't ruin doesn't ruin hunting though. I mean, no, I mean, it doesn't I mean, ruin hunting. That, but I
0: don't have any rain-proof gear.
2: Hey man, like. 30 or 40 bucks on Amazon, the camo frog togs, a must have. Must
0: really? have. I might have to yes. look at that. Is that,
1: you know, with being on a pine
0: tree, if it's raining,
1: <laughs> it's not going to be the most cover. And that and climbing them, you're going to get all that sap on you, too. You probably want something over your good camo.
0: Climbing is I not uh, hard. It's just you have to get down. Like, you're, you you got to get. The hardest part's getting the lower part up. It's not hard getting <laughs> it back down. It's getting it up, yeah. like climbing up. Coming down's easy.
2: I think you can get an umbrella for for a climbing stand. You might want to look you into that.
0: All kinds of stuff. You watch those hunting shows? They got like camera racks that they put into this tree. They got all kinds of stuff.
1: Man, them. I can't watch Jeez. hunting shows anymore. They depress me. I like watching them. Freaking nine year olds killing ten points. Not even see what makes me mad about that though is like they go to Texas or they they go somewhere and they put them in one of these 10 by 15 shoot houses and the gun they've got the uh the swivel mounted gun rest where all you have to do is put your gun in lock it down and then pull the trigger like these kids are eight or nine and killing deer but all it is is pawpaw lining it up and then going okay Pull the trigger. It ain't nothing. You know, when I was a kid, it was, I had all kind of pressure on me from my dad saying, you better not miss and this and that. So I had to line it up. I had to squeeze. I had to, you know, make sure I wasn't jerking. These kids got it easy. Well, Texas
0: is a whole different lifestyle too, though. You don't hunt. There ain't nothing to put like a lean to or anything like that. You're typically in some kind of elevated blind or a blind on the ground. And yeah. it's,
1: yeah, that's, that's right. what I hunt out of. And I rest my gun on the window sill, the window opening, and I shoot. That's easy. But it ain't in, a, tri- it ain't in a, a gun rest. Basically, it's not in a lead sled where it can't move. You could still jerk or you could still move it up and down or, or something.
0: Aaron, in your climber, do you, is your gun able to rest on anything or do you have to basically freehand
1: uh,
2: I I think even with my new one, I think I mm, I think I can rest it. I think my rail is fixed. I think I can rest it. Well, the, mine's the trick is just the, too low. Yeah, I think the trick is to get you something to put like under your gun, like something to stack between your gun and the rest. But you don't have to keep it up all the time, you know. Now you know, my other climber, I had a, sh- I still brought a shooting stick. And I would just kind of, I'd just kind of keep the gun up in the in the ready position most of the time. I take little breaks, but most of the time I just kept the gun up and ready, so I didn't have to fiddle with all that if something walked out.
1: You know, the roommate showed me a way because I had told him about uh, Danny the trouble you had that one time at Josh's because you were you know shooting free handed and didn't have a stick or you know something to lean on and he showed me a way to use the sling you like wrap it around your you lock your hand underneath your gun and you wrap your sling around your shoulder and elbow and it basically locks it in at a shooting angle and it won't move you can't move it up and down I mean it basically I mean it locks it in where it won't move at all and he said you can only hold it for 10 or 15 seconds because you'll eventually get your pulse and that'll jump it around a little bit but it was pretty neat what he showed me I, I mean I'd never done it before or seen it
0: the, the issue that I had oh. when I was doing that, I've, nev- I've never had an issue shooting free-handed in front. It was that it was behind me to the left. Mm. You know, and having to turn in that direction when I'm already sitting on the ground on a tree, like on the foot of a tree, that's what made it kind of hard. Um, you know, because I shot a doe 200 yards last year free-handed, standing up, and I didn't have any problems with it. But it's just the way the little... Sitting to the, I mean, shooting to the left, it was just it was harder, and it was kind of split second. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of time because it was so damn close.
1: Do you have your scope over magnified too, or probably? Yeah.
0: A lot of people uh, have
1: problems it, with that.
0: Could have been the problem. You know, I got to move my climber up in this other land. I left it out there. That's hell with bringing it out, and bringing it back and forth. It's too far of a walk. I left it out there. I even left the seat out there. Huh. I'll move it to a different pine tree. Because the direction I keep getting these deer that look like they're coming in on the camera is right where my climber is. and I, Apparently these deer like my climber because they bedded down next to it when I went out there the last time. I was like, man, everything's really knocked down around here. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of laughed. I was looking. And I saw a doe last week, uh, Sunday. It was the first deer I have ever saw out there when I was hunting. Um, and I haven't, I haven't really hunted it a lot, but I guess, you know, twice. even
2: even if you make a little, even if you make a little noise with a climber, it really doesn't bother deer. Dude, I uh, last quiet. year, I'll, mine surely doesn't sound any louder than a squirrel climbing up the tree. I, I mean, mean even, but last year hunted, I was hunting.
0: It's a, not loud.
2: I was hunting a cutover, and uh, I mean, I had to climb like twenty feet. I just took my time, went real slow. But uh, right there at dark, man, I had like three three does, probably sixty yards from me, just stand up. Like I didn't even know they were there. They just stood up in the middle of this really tall gra- grass and started walking, like cheese them tally, right here on yeah. top of them.
0: It, I mean, it's it's pretty quiet going up. I mean, it's definitely not as loud as I would have thought it would be. And I mean, once you like lock it in, like, and you go to lean down on the backside to to kind of lift your legs up, dude. I felt 100% comfortable up there. I didn't feel like... It was a little eerie because the wind was blowing pretty good and my tree was moving a lot. That was a little different feeling, like, the tree move because you feel it a lot with, uh, mm-hmm. like, in your feet. And I would say, like, my only thing that I wish they did different on mine was made made the, the foot, the base, a little longer, like, about a foot longer because my feet barely hit Same the here. bottom. Of, like, they... Mine are, they're basically almost hanging off, and I have to like tuck
2: them underneath yeah. me to hit the, the base, yeah I wish same they, complaint they here. It a little longer old man brand old man stands old man climbing stands are longer, but they who I do not like them they I, you they know, have the like say that. the uh the thing about like the uh, summits is they are solid and rigid. And, like, when they lock in and you lift up, like, they don't bend or flex or anything. Right. But the old man stands, they're made, I think they're fiberglass. And so it is a creepy feeling when you're climbing up on one of them and you put all your weight on, like, the top and you feel, like, that fiberglass give a little bit. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah, I wouldn't like We're about that. to tumble. I, I, I've been,
0: I've liked mine so far um like i said i didn't feel like uncomfortable um you know it's still a little i mean it's not like the most roomy thing in the world but it's not bad it's the seat is actually fairly comfortable you know but i mean you're in a little stand i mean you just don't have all the room in the world to move and mm-hmm. i don't know how you bring your stuff up but i brought a rope and i basically tie it up and carry it and pull it up when i get set
1: yeah That's what I've got. Gun
0: included, you know. That's how I pulled it up.
1: I'm sorry, I can't add a lot to this discussion. It's just climbers and me don't get along right now. No, you could,
0: you could do it. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, it's not nearly is like, it's it's not really strenuous. It's just how to position your feet to get it to unlock or to lock back in, or how to get it flat. Like I was having a problem with it, kind of the base being a little downward a little bit so I just had to keep playing with it to get it set to where I wanted to when I finally got to the height I wanted. Yeah. But, I mean, outside of that, like, man, I just... I didn't have any problems. The most... The the hardest part was, you know, first couple times putting the harness and stuff on um, and trying to really figure out how it goes, that was kind of the hardest part. That was a little bit of a pain is trying to, like, really get that down... But once you like kind of get it down, it's not bad. I got you. Because I'm kind of just winging it and doing it on my own. I mean, I might not even be doing it right. No. That little green tether cord that, I ha- that we had that we're setting it up, Uh uh-huh. I mean, I didn't even use that. <laughs> I mean, I felt yeah. I didn't move at all. I wasn't sliding. I was gripping really good into the, the pine trees. I didn't have any problems. But I am going to move it, it pines. because it's in a... I think it's in a bad spot where they where i keep seeing these deer where it looks like they're coming from is right where i'm at
2: Uh, pines they don't slip at all it's those like it's those trees that you'll find in like a creek bottom that uh, are gonna have like slick bark or or no like really no block in their bark it's just real i don't know smooth and shiny like that's the dangerous ones to climb because you you just slide right down yeah, and I, I mean, I I'm still, glad that I you can't... said
0: something that to me. I mean, because realistically in that spot, oak trees would be the best option because, I mean, I could kind of get back out of the little area a little bit and get up a good oak um, and kind of get out a little bit. But Because I only have two pine trees that I can legitimately climb, the one that I'm in now and the other one that I'm going to move to. Um, and so I don't have all the options in the world. So I'm going to, you know, I, maybe once I get a little bit more comfortable with everything, maybe I'll try an oak. Um, but, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going as high as you do. You know, I'm not going any higher than 10, 12 feet. I think Sunday I was, like, maybe 10, and I felt okay with that. Because if I fall, it's not going to freaking kill me. might hurt, but I'm not going to kill myself. Mm. So, well, still learning, but I mean, overall, it was a good little experience. It was a good first experience.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we've been on here for like fifty minutes. We ain't talking no sports yet, with big sport news happening. I was happy to hear about it today. Have y'all not heard? I sent it to We're Danny urban. this morning. Urban. Yeah. Oh, Urban.
0: urban. That's. He didn't there's let it go. a lot more that goes into. He that.
1: retired today. Well, he's oh, yeah. he announced that he, his last game is going to be the Rose Bowl, and he, the offensive coordinator's taken over.
2: I don't believe it. What
1: well, you know, well, don't you believe, Aaron?
2: This is just it, different words, same message as when he left Florida. He'll be back. He's well, going to so, coach somewhere else. Well, there. I
1: saw somewhere that someone asked him at his press conference if. His coaching career was done. He goes, well, that's a complicated question. Yep.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who was the guy that interviewed him after the whole thing that went down in August? Oh, was was that
1: Brett? No, it wasn't Brett McMurphy. That was the guy that broke it. Uh, Who was it?
0: It was the other guy, but he – they had him on ESPN this morning because I had seen it just before you sent it to me. And um, he was saying, you know, that Urban felt real betrayed by – you know, the decision makers because he felt like they didn't have his back and that this was almost a foregone conclusion, you know, by at that point.
1: Well, he'll probably take his normal one year and then go somewhere else.
0: USC next year. Watch.
1: Well, you know, the whole talk when he left Florida was Notre Dame because Notre Dame was apparently his dream job that he he wanted. But I think at the time he left Florida – Brian Kelly was just coming off his national championship appearance against Alabama, so they couldn't get rid of him. So, I mean, it could be USC. I mean, it's got to be. It's a he's. It's a blue blood. He ain't going. I mean, he ain't going to Washington State or Texas Tech or something like that.
0: Dude, I tell you what, I think Auburn and Tennessee are about to get shafted by Alabama.
1: You think uh you think Freeze is going to Alabama?
0: Yeah, Mike Loxley just took the job at Maryland.
1: Well, there's talk about Eno's being uh,
0: upgraded. Think, apparently Tennessee's in a shit show right now.
1: Apparently they want Freeze and apparently the higher-ups are throwing hurdles at it or something like that. And then it was I heard it was between Freeze and Chuck, uh Chip Lindsey but now Lindsey's going to Kansas yeah, be lucky, you, with you, less you. Miles.
0: I keep hearing, I, I almost, I heard a report yesterday that it was the NC State guy.
1: Well, they, uh, from what I read and heard, it was really down to Freeze and Chip. And the guy from NC State was just going to be a call. But the in-person stuff was going on between Hugh Freeze and Chip Lindsey. Now... I wouldn't have minded getting Cliff Kingsbury, but apparent I, what I've also been reading with that is, uh, people think Kingsbury is going to USC to kind of pull what Urban, you know, what happened to OSU this year is if Helton has a down year or something, they fire him and promote Cliff.
0: He is going. To, uh, they announced it
1: today. Oh yeah, no, I know he's going, but I'm saying. There, There's a lot of people speculating that if Helton has another down year, it could be something like what happened at USC this year, that they would just promote the offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, to be head coach at USC.
2: Yeah. Did y'all hear about Kelly Bryant?
1: Yeah, he's going to Missouri.
2: Son of a... The- no, nah, I don't. Really, I don't really know how to feel about that. I don't think Mississippi State was even in it.
0: I think it was down to Auburn and Mizzou. From the last thing I read,
1: I hadn't been reading anything on it, so
0: I've been following it.
1: Yeah, I so I mean, he went to a lot of. I mean, he went to he went to an Ole Miss game. He went to an Arkansas game. He went to. He basically visited half the SEC. I think.
0: So I mean, I read something that there was some concern about Bo Nix coming in. And he didn't want to run into the same thing he had at Clemson this year with yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence.
1: Well, uh, yeah. Speaking of that, that's all anybody. That's all anybody was. All the, that's all the announcers were talking about during the SEC championship game what? was the fact that Jalen Hurts didn't transfer and this and that. And now he was going to help his team and Good win, for him, man. Oh uh, yeah, you
0: know, I, I can't hate on him. I'm, no, I'm sorry, but Tua lost to Heisman on Saturday. Oh, I, I
1: yeah, uh, the guys at work were asking me about that. I said no. I said it's it's Murray's now, uh, and I really think I was talking to Aaron about this the other day. But I think Tua has been playing hurt for two or three weeks now. Uh, I mean, he just did not look right from the start of that game, and the the we thought me and the me and my coworker were watching it at the apartment. And we just, when he came out and started the second half, we just couldn't believe it. And then when he took that shot where he got stepped on, we were like, oh, he's done for sure now. Uh, I think if Jalen Hurts would have started the second half, Alabama would have won by two touchdowns yeah, it at least. What? It
0: pissed me off they didn't win by two touchdowns. Yep, me too. <laughs> I had him at 13. I was mm-hmm. like, come on. I had I had almost every other game right, too.
1: I was rooting for a pick six. I said, I need Jake <laughs> so Fromm. <was> <laughs> but I needed game, a pick like, six right. with time on the clock. That way it would make them kick the extra point.
0: So, I'm so, like, the whole argument after that game that Georgia needs to be in the playoffs at four is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I, I mean, it's... You could say that they're the fourth best team. But if I was on the playoff committee, my first or my first thing I would say was, "Do I want to see Alabama beat Florida, uh, Georgia again? Because Georgia shouldn't have lost that game. They did. They had everything go their way, and they still lost.
1: They I still saw could something. Beat them. Uh,
0: and why do I want to put them in there for them to lose again? Plus, they've lost two games, and they lost twenty points to LSU. Yeah,
1: I forget I mean, what there was a crazy stat that." It it was something crazy like the last like two, two times. Full
0: games they've only led. Alabama's only led, Georgia's led 198 minutes or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Against
1: that. Alabama, it was crazy. But I mean, they I, they shot mm. their
0: load and then they could not win.
1: But could Georgia beat Oklahoma this year? Could they beat Notre Dame? Could they beat Clemson? Yeah,
0: they could have. The only way that they could have put Georgia in the playoffs, in my opinion, would have put them at three but they weren't going to do that.
1: No, cuz they couldn't have had Alabama play Georgia again without playing no, somebody would played,
0: else. Georgia or Alabama played Notre Dame, right. but Georgia would play Clemson. Right. No, I mean, that's a that was a very very like it was a very easy decision in my eyes. Um, if I'm honest with you, like I, Oh, I
1: I called it. And I mean, I was watching the Ohio State Northwestern game and Northwestern the first half was like calling conservative plays and they were somewhere and they punted when I thought they should have gone for it. I was, I really was wondering what they were thinking because you started the day ranked number six. Oklahoma just beat Texas by two touchdowns or whatever it was in the Big 12 title game. Texas is higher ranked than Northwestern. You've got the worst loss. You should want to win 80 to nothing to prove a point. I mean, it's how they got in the first year.
0: It just I, I I'm pleasantly happy with uh the way that the playoffs came out, but I still think there's flaws and I think it needs to go to 18. yeah who
1: That's did fun. you uh who did you respond to on Twitter I saw you had posted uh, the a little guys something from stick to football mm.
0: you know because somebody somebody Bleacher report put an article said Georgia was screwed by their strength of schedule I'm like who who did they play outside of the SEC schedule explain that to me
1: they didn't have to play anybody
0: that doesn't matter like dude every SEC team plays the same damn schedule if you want to complain Tennessee got screwed should be in a bowl game because their schedule sucked ass
1: yeah well we didn't deserve to be in one
0: but what I'm saying is like that's not an excuse you can't come at me with that excuse and say that Georgia screwed by their schedule Auburn plays Alabama and Georgia every year Plus we played Washington. Who's going to the Rose Bowl? That, that that's stupid.
1: I do say we do have some good bowl matchups this year, though. I'm I'm worried about the Fiesta Bowl. I don't. I'm worried LSU is going to pull an Auburn.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I responded to that 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 little thing because he had like shared it and I was like, nah. when they had the same they. They basically said mine what I responded with it, in a different context, mm. um, but Jordan Rogers, pretty he's cool, man. Like I like his little opinion on things. Like he see he seems to see things differently, and I like his outlook on stuff.
1: Yeah, Aaron, are you are you there? I'm still oh, here, buddy. You you're muting yourself. You don't like talking sports, Aaron. Do you have what uh the final tally was on the Pickhams?
0: Yeah, you can't do I have an not. executive call on we're doing bowl season. Why today. not? It's not SEC for to, schedule. For you to catch back up. Nah. We we said at the beginning the regular season. We never said season. I don't season. think
1: we said regular season.
0: We never said bowl season.
1: Why not? Because it's SEC winning, games. I won. Well, you could still win if you pick the games right.
0: Since I'm winning, yeah, I should get and, to and pick last
2: on every game. Psh. Please. It would take a miracle. I, I'm pretty sure Danny's ahead by like eight picks. Like I don't, I don't even know that it's possible, Mike.
0: Because <laughs> every game, like the only different game we had, like two games different, Aaron, and I think I got both of them right, and you got them wrong. In the last, yeah. game. I think you did. Yeah,
1: because I got the Vandy pick. Yeah. Hmm.
2: You became like the dadgum SEC prophet. At the end of the season,
0: like, I wish my damn bets went worked out like that.
1: Yeah, people decided to quit playing offense last week, and it really pissed me off.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I've lost loads of bets here recently. Oh, yeah. It's like
1: stupid. I went on, I had a, the freaking Rams and the Lions were like, let's have two offensive teams and only play defense the, <laughs> the Saints way. and the Cowboys. Only play defense and terrible offense well, let's talk about some of these I mean if we if y'all don't want to pick them let's at least talk about some of them
0: honestly, I haven't really looked at them
1: well, I'll give it to you, okay, so you knew your six ones well of course Alabama's going to open up against Oklahoma. you know Alabama opened up as a two touchdown favorite over Oklahoma yeah these people the are on crack
2: a I think yeah, I would that's. Think that's uh, That's what's stupid about football right now. It, if there's that big of a disparity be, between the true number one and the true number four team in the nation, that that's just – why do we even play the game? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what is the freaking point? Hey, but is it – I don't know. Georgia played Georgia played Alabama really close – I mean, if you want to perceive it that way, I I still think that if if the entire season is called fairly for Alabama, they mm-hmm. do choke one of those up. <laughs> they they choke one up, and and there was a guy, uh, and I don't know, I guess he had a legitimate argument. He posted like eight pictures of Georgia uh, players getting getting penal or not penalized, but Alabama getting. Leeway even on holding calls against Georgia. You know, I mean, it was pretty compelling pictures. I'm sure there's I mean, someone for Alabama that's got
1: the same pictures.
2: The other way. Yeah. Georgia got it.
1: I can't remember the last time I've seen a hold called. I really I know, can't.
2: I was, but
0: you know, I thought the greatest thing in the world is when Kirby Smart called that fourth and 11 because I was like, you're an idiot. You are the <laughs> stupidest coach in the effing country. Make them drive the field, you moron. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, hindsight's twenty but you know- twenty, but Jesus Christ.
1: Uh oh. Missus is home. Um, you got Florida and Michigan in the Chick-fil-A ball. Michigan should roll over Florida. That shouldn't be too much of a game. Should be, but once I think one of Michigan's best players is sitting out their bowl game. All the all the top players are yeah, all the top players are coming out saying they're skipping bowl games this year, except for uh, what was it was it Greedy or Devin White for LSU that said he wasn't skipping. He had unfinished work to do with his boys.
0: Probably Devin White.
1: Yeah. Uh, you got LSU versus UCF in the Fiesta Bowl. I don't know if y'all watched any of that Memphis-UCF-AAC uh, t- conference championship game, but it was wild. Uh, I, Memphis was running away with it, then UCF came back, and then UCF ran away with it. But it was if you like scoring and not a lot of defense, you would have liked that game. This is an intriguing one. You get Georgia versus Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Hook them. You think?
0: Yeah, because Georgia's gonna shit the bed because they don't have much to play for.
1: Mm. Good old Auburn. Good old Auburn defense.
0: I mean, that's a that's a typical bowl thing. I mean, especially teams that had playoff aspirations and they don't make it, they usually shit the bed.
1: I wonder if uh, Fields is gonna think about transferring this year because he didn't play a lot. I, th- I wonder if he thought he was going to – if it was going to be – if Kirby had told him it was going to kind of be a two-quarterback system kind of a thing.
0: Hell, I don't know. I have no idea. It would be, be interesting to see.
1: And you got Kentucky versus Penn State in the Citrus Bowl.
0: Auburn versus Purdue in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. You going? Thinking
1: about it, December 28th. twenty eighth. Yeah,
0: like that. It depends. I don't know what, my, what
1: I'm thinking. It's a one thirty game. Yeah. Oh, that would make it a twelve thirty game. Why? Well, Nashville's central, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure all these times are probably Eastern. Um, Texas A&M versus NC State. Aaron, what do you think about Mississippi State's bowl matchup?
2: Uh, Iowa has a pretty good defense. It's just, is it is it overrated because it's in the Big Ten? That's the question.
1: I'd be more worried. I guess well. I'm asking, do, can y'all stop the power offense? Because that's what Iowa runs.
2: All right, man. I, I'm not really worried about our defense as of right now. They're uh, everybody is supposed to play. That nobody's sitting out. Now that could change. I, I reckon.
1: Matt Miller's latest drop, mock draft has uh, your two boys going in the top 15, top 18 picks.
2: Which one? I, I think they
1: just they just had another. They picks. had a mock draft come out today.
0: I didn't see sweat in there. Yep. Looked at it. See they had
1: Simmons going somewhere and Sweat going a couple picks after him. Huh. I was really surprised by uh, Josh Allen's. They got him as the number three pick. That kind of surprised me.
0: Dude, he's been shooting up, man. Hey, he he has, has, but have sex. Sex.
1: Uh, Yeah, the only bad thing about these mock drafts is they don't account for the trades for the quarterbacks and people reaching.
0: There ain't going to be any trades for quarterbacks this year.
1: I saw Jarrett Stenham declare for the draft.
0: Yeah, that was a foregone
1: conclusion. I mean, if he wanted to leave early to be a third or fourth round pick, I guess he made the right decision.
0: His time was done.
2: He's graduated. So, who is the future at Auburn? Bo Nix.
1: Glad I know who that is.
0: Just the number one quarterback in the country. High school.
1: That doesn't sound right. nicks? Yeah, that don't sound right.
0: He just set the state record, or the uh, state Alabama record for total offense accounted for.
2: What's his, his uh? What's his Auburn? style?
0: Um, he can do a little bit of both, but he's more of a passer.
1: Bo Nix, huh? How you spell that? B O Nix.
0: N I X. His dad played at Auburn. Pat Nix. His dad's coach too.
1: Oh, he's a white kid.
0: Yep. Let's see. He's a fiery little bastard.
1: They two four seven has him as a uh, dual threat. Hey, wrong, he's ranked 47th sure. nationally. He's the number one dual threat. So I told you. No, you say he was the number one quarterback.
0: Well, I look at Rivals, and he's the number one quarterback on Rivals.
1: See, Rivals has him as a pro-style quarterback.
0: I like Rivals better than two four seven.
1: I don't. I like I like two four seven their their rankings are pretty good and then they do the composite so they add in rivals and scout and ESPN and their own rankings and spit it out the average.
0: Bo we'll be all right. He's been you know I don't think that he committed to Auburn for any particular coach. That's and good. He, commit, he committed to Auburn to play for Auburn. 'Cause his dad did and he wanted to to prove to have his own legacy there.
1: Tennessee got a quarterback commit without having an offensive coordinator, which was pretty good.
0: They had an offensive coordinator mm. at the time, didn't
1: they? Nope. When that kid from Georgia committed, uh, we did not have an offensive coordinator. We'll
0: see if they can hang on to him. Well, he it, it was he's down a to the kid.
1: Yeah, well he picked Tennessee over Michigan, so He's already Remember recruiting for Tennessee about
0: Gus getting offered that Georgia Tech job
1: <laughs> no they want they want an n f l guy
0: they they lowballed uh wasn't it did they? I was reading an article about it earlier
1: yeah, well, it's because Georgia the big Tech
0: rumors Gus and they're like, does Gus want to get away from all the people that hate his guts? <laughs> they basically uh, took everything away from him He has no he can't hire assistants at a larger salary than what his current assistants are. <laughs> um,
1: Gus uh, needs to go to Kansas State.
0: He needs to go somewhere. He needs to, they just because Schneider I, I just retired. I don't, I don't freaking blame him for some of the shit he's pulling.
1: Maybe he should go to Mississippi State.
2: Yeah. We'll take him.
1: Oh, you're still not in love problem. with your coach, Aaron?
2: Nah, he's doing he's doing all right. <laughs> I, uh, he's doing all right. Wins I his bowl game. That's nine Kelly wins Br- in his first season.
0: Not getting Kelly Bryant is gonna be a blessing for both Mississippi State and Auburn.
2: I, I was I was I don't know, I was kinda split about it. I mean it is pretty exciting to get uh I don't know. We we've got an okay. Uh, Keaton Thompson is an okay quarterback. He he's pretty talented, but he fit Dan Mullen's system. I'm I'm not positive he fits the Moorhead Moorhead's system. Mike, remember that day that I was stuck on a word and I couldn't remember what the or I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, the word I was looking for was cerebral, and I guess not to be confused with intelligence. But he needs a quarterback that can make really fast decisions. And he needs a quarterback that can be programmed with more than two options, you know, because at first it's like run-pass option. And then even when it becomes a pass, you still have to make the right reads. So it's like seven quick decisions that all have to happen within a short amount of time. He so he needs somebody that's not just athletic. So I'll and say and that's where I is. thought
0: um. – Would you rather have Keaton? Keaton's been in the system for a year, and what is he, a true sophomore? Uh, Yeah. You're only going to get Kelly Bryant for a year. Would you rather have a kid that you can develop and then Morehead can mold into what he wants and he can learn his style, which is another good thing about having him in another year? You're basically going to get Kelly Bryant for eight months.
1: You know, I was trying to find a statistic, but I'm not going to be able to find it quickly enough. But ESPN, or, or, or who was it? Someone had spit it out, I think, before this season. Or maybe it was after Kelly Bryant had transferred earlier in the season or dropped out. <coughs> Excuse me. But the record for these graduate transfer quarterbacks is not good. Like... I forget how many have done it but only maybe 10% have winning records at the new school they go to or and like only 25 I, it's it's something low like 10 to 25% go to bowl games. So I mean even getting a uh even getting one of these top graduate transfer quarterbacks doesn't guarantee you winning. So
0: I think it's a better idea cuz you know from you should be able to recruit quarterbacks and then develop quarterbacks. You shouldn't have to rely on grad transfers all the time.
1: No, and I think, I think that's something that could help Tennessee is finally recruiting some of these top-tier quarterbacks or better quarterbacks. Because you can't really – that's what all these you, – you you get a quarterback and build a class around him because kids want to come play – with a winner and if you're constantly recruiting three-star quarterbacks or developmental quarterbacks then they're not going to you know you're going to have trouble getting guys so we'll see if that helps Tennessee turn it around anybody anybody got anything else
2: Y'all let me know uh, about the weekend. I, I guess I'm going either way. I gotta fill up those corn feeders, but uh, what's
0: out of state license? How much it cost?
2: Ooh, it is
0: pricey.
1: You could just um, risk it. Risk the biscuit. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, man, we'll see y'all. I, we'll see y'all next time on the lodge. Later.